What's going on, everyone? Happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of Everything Vive. I am Zane here with Ronnie. Ronnie, how's it going, man? It's going great. How, how's your week been? It's been it's been a long week coming back from the holidays, but we're here. It's Friday. Lots of VR stuff happening, and uh, yeah, we're we're in for another game talk. Let's do it. All right. Well, um, you want to go first, or should I should I go first this time? Um. Yeah, I can go first. That's fine. Um. Yeah, the game I wanted to cover today, real quick, was Eagle Flight, and I want to preface this by saying that I still have, you know, I I've just kind of started to dabble in the game. I haven't finished it. I've only played probably eh, about, you know, a little under under an hour uh, so far. But I feel like that's given me enough time to kind of get the basic mechanics down and kind of give my impressions on at least uh, at least what the the game environments like and and kind of what I feel about you know my one of my first experiences with the AAA VR title. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So yeah, so I mean, right off the bat, I want to preface this by saying that, um, in addition to what I just said, that this is a $40 game, so the price is pretty steep, um, as far as, you know, as far as most VR experiences go, Yeah. Uh, but when when I was kind of, you know, looking into whether I wanted to pick it up or pick something else up, I knew that I've been wanting to try, I had heard about this game. Um, for a while now, and it's you know one of Ubisoft's first releases on on the Vive in the Steam Store. So uh, I definitely wanted to at least check it out to see if you know it ended up panning out into something worthwhile, or if you know it was just you know kind of a misguided effort on their part and and too expensive. But I do think it's actually pretty pretty cool, um, and I would say that you know if if it's going to take you know a bit more cost as far as, you know, paying a little bit more for some of these titles in order to, to give them that extra sense of, of polish and kind of, I guess, I guess the best word would be scope Okay. to get games with a larger sense of scope, then yeah, it's, it's probably worth it. I mean, gameplay wise, I don't know that it's, it's any more complicated per se than a lot of the other cheaper titles out there, but I think that extra uh, that extra funding goes to making the experience just feel a little bit more grand and a little bit more uh, finished. So, so as far as that goes, I think I think Eagle Flight's great. Um, I think I mean just to just to give a little background, you're basically it, it sounds like a funny premise, and it's definitely different than what I thought initially it was going to be. But you're essentially an eagle that lives in a post-apocalyptic Paris. <laughs> oh, I didn't know it was post-apocalyptic. I just I remember yeah. hearing that you fly over Paris, that's all. Yeah, so I mean basically we're talking a Paris and I mean I'm sure they do that to get around having to populate it with people and all that kind of yeah. thing. But basically you're looking at Paris in the future most likely where, you know, there's no I don't know if I don't think they actually give a date, but Basically, there's no longer people there. We don't know why, as far as I know. Um, and things are just kind of overgrown, and the city's been taken over by various animals. So, so there's buildings and all the structures that you would, you know, you would relate to Paris. I'm not sure exactly how accurate it is because I'm not super familiar with Paris myself. But all the big, a lot of the big monuments are there, like the Eiffel Tower. Uh, 
uh, Notre Dame. Uh, I'm trying to think what else, you know, the Louvre, mm-hmm. like all, all these different, you know, all these different landmarks. monuments, yeah. landmarks. Yeah, they're there. And, and in general, the city is really large. And then, like I said, it's overrun with vegetation and such. And there's, you know, like wild animals living there. So, I mean, we're talking elephants and bears <laughs> and wow. zebras and yeah. So, so that's what, cause before they kind of gave you that introduction, I was kind of thinking to myself, I wonder if eagles actually live in Paris, but that's kind of how they explained it away. I think is that, yeah. you know, this is, this is a future where animals have kind of taken over. So can you fly um, near or land on the ground and like see these animals um, up close? Yeah. So that's kind of one of the not complaints, but one of the issues I've had so far is that you are always pretty much in constant motion as at least as far as I've experienced so far. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there are times where the camera's frozen. Um, for example, like at the beginning of a mission or something, you'll just be kind of looking around, uh, you know, on a pivot point. But in general, once the game actually starts, uh, you're always moving and it's always flying and you don't land or anything like that. It's basically moving forward at a certain pace and you can, and, and that's another thing to mention is that you have to have a controller. Um, at least right now you do. I, there's no reason you don't don't use the vibe controllers. No, there's no reason Uh, why, why they couldn't honestly. And I, and I saw some people in the steam store kind of complaining about that a little bit because I mean, the only thing you use on the controller right now is you use one of the triggers to speed up and one of the triggers to slow down, and that's it. So literally, you're talking oh. two bu- two buttons, and I don't know if because the triggers are analog, if for some reason, but I, I would think that you know analog. There's there's definitely ways I would think to get around that using the vi- I mean, you could even use one Vive controller uh, trigger for speed up and one for speed down, I would Mm -hmm. think, and it would probably be the same, but I mean, you control the movement with your head. So in terms of direction, you look around and that's, that determines what, what direction you go. And then you just use the two triggers to speed up or slow down. And then there's other things in the environment that can also speed you up. Like, uh, little like vortex looking things that if you or or when you're going through rings if you go through them near the middle that'll kind of give you another another speed boost but that's i mean the, that's pretty much the the basics as far as movement goes and another kind of annoying thing i'd say about the movement for me was that it kept wanting the game constantly reminds me to tilt my head rather than just look right or left and I guess that sounds like that's like a more normal thing for Oculus games or games that aren't room scale is to kind of tilt your head sideways rather than turning it around in order to like to speed up turns. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and I don't know. Like I said, that could be, I could be completely wrong in that in terms of that being something more normal for Oculus users. I just, I saw a mention of that in, in one of the Steam reviews I had seen. Um, but I know for me personally, it was just a little annoying because it, <laughs> it it makes it faster. So when you tilt your head, it turns quite a bit quicker and more sharp. So so I get it totally makes sense that it should be there as a mechanic so that when you really need that, you know, sharp, precise turn that you can do it. But for some like but there were a lot of instances where I didn't need to turn that sharp. And for me it was more comfortable to just look right or left slowly. And I was still getting, you know, the amount of turning that I wanted. Yeah. But 
But whenever I would do that, a big indicator in the middle of the screen would pop up saying, hey, dude, it's more comfortable to tilt your head. Tilt your head. Oh, tilt your head. Talk, talk about uh, breaking the immersion, huh? Yeah. So I was just like, dude, I, like, every single time that would pop up, I would just be thinking, I, it's not more comfortable to tilt my head. I'll tilt my head if I want to tilt my head to turn sharper. But right now I'm good. Like, yeah. so I, I'm going to have to look. I didn't see anything in the, in the, in the options to turn that off. Um, and maybe it'll lessen over time as I play it more and more once it realizes that I'm kind of out of that. Like, I, I should be out of the tutorial mode by now because um, I was doing missions and everything. But So, so actually, yes. I, I want to stop there. Like, I mean, what are these missions? You're an eagle. I'm just curious because uh, I, I didn't really know what the game, like, what the game entailed. I, I heard that there was, you fly over Paris, but, like, I, like what, yeah, what are yeah. the missions? I mean, so far, most of them has been collecting stuff and, like, going through rings and, and that sort of thing. I mean, I will say that the... The environment's really like well designed. It's really complex. So using those speed up slow down mechanics, you can like let like if you go down near the street level of the city, then you're going to be going through a lot of like trees and uh buildings and stuff like that and it's kind of more complicated to traver- to get around and because you're always moving, it's like you want to avoid, you know, crash if you hit something, you're you crash, you're done, and it and it kind of goes to black, and then starts uh, you back. Okay. So, so your goal is really not to hit anything, but at the same time, you can go through little tunnels in between buildings, and like, I mean, th- that aspect is really cool. Like, like I said, the city is, I mean, compared to a lot of the other, like, I mean, a good example is, I mean, obviously, because this is a huge development team, like comparing it to Richie's Plank Experience or something like that. I mean, this city is a million times more detailed than than something like that but okay so so there's so there's like so there's a lot of cool aspects regarding that um and it and it did and and i would say that using your head as as a as uh a movement device does work um in the event because like once an event will start it'll kind of set you down a specific path more than just like i in my experience with the game so far free form just flying around feels less exciting than actually doing the missions gotcha, because okay. what once they put you in it like when you're just free flying i'd say the sense of immersion is like i mean it, i wouldn't say the sense of immersion is off but i would say it doesn't feel super fast and it doesn't really like does it feel a little I, aimless yeah, yeah, a little. It does feel aimless, and and just I think because of the lack of focus, like I personally didn't feel like I was moving as fast, and that uh, I was okay. really, really actually in the air. Um, I something that I'm noticing is like with games that have this type of distance, is that things in the like far distance don't seem as as three dimensional and actually there to me as some things that are more close up in VR. And I don't know if that's because of just the way the lenses work or what, but like in a game like like Richie's Plank Experience, even though it's like you know smaller scale and closer up, I think things that tend if you're looking more like close by, things tend to feel more real. And if you're looking kind yeah. of really far in the distance, they kind of look flat and like not until you get closer up to it, not really. So so like I said, I don't know if that's just a limitation of of 
you know, the hardware right now or what, but like, but so like in, in some of those, in when I'm just free, free flying, I tend to be higher up and looking really far away in the distance. And it kind of feels like a video game to me. Whereas some of the challenge missions where they kind of start you down on the ground level and you're going through tons of like, you know, vegetation and tunnels and this and that. And you're like, you're focused to go through different hoops that they have placed Mm -hmm. that, that felt a lot more fast and real. And like I was dodging things yeah, and that was more engaging to me. So I, but, but yeah, overall though, I think it's really cool. And I mean, they do give you a lot to, to do, to do just in terms of, I mean, the missions might sound pretty basic, but because the environment's so big and it is pretty detailed, it has kind of a cartoony kind of look to it, but it's detailed enough to where like, if you're not, you know, look at like it, it does feel pretty realistic and it, there is a lot to look at. Um, yeah. So like, so all that stuff, all, all that said, um, it's definitely really cool and I'm, I'm looking forward to playing more of it. I think well, it's one I'll, of those. Oh, was, go ahead. I, I was just saying also the fact that you've, you've, you said you played about an hour and you've only kind of scratched the surface. So there, there does yep. seem to be some, some depth in terms of yeah. uh, gameplay. Uh, and there's, timing. and, and, and what I played was just a single, the story mode, um, so far. And it's kind of neat because it, it has a narrator and it feels like you're in a documentary almost like at oh, least cool. at the beginning okay. it did. So like, they have a narrator and talking about eagles, you know, living in this par- version of Paris and blah, blah, blah. And it kind of, yeah, it, it just kind of gives it a neat vibe. And then, and then there is multiplayer and I did try to play multiplayer. Um, but at least, you know, when I was playing, there weren't really any people that it was connecting me with. Gotcha. And it okay. claims, it claims that it connected me to one person. But then when I was actually playing, I never saw that person anywhere. And it, <laughs> it didn't. So, so I, but I mean, based on what I played briefly, that seems like I was just playing by myself. It looks like the multiplayer is some form of like, basically it'll give you a target. Like there'll be a big beam saying, oh, there's a, an animal carcass over here. Go get that. Like it, it'll be like a dead rabbit or something. Go get that rabbit and then bring it back to your nest. And there will be like a big beam showing you where the rabbit is. You go, who I, it looks like that there will be two teams, like a red team and a blue team. And each one has three players on it. And the eagles are all trying to go get that carcass and then try to bring it back to your nest and you get a point. And I, it looks like, and my guess would be that if you're actually playing with people, that they can probably try to take that carcass from you once you get oh, it. Oh, okay. It's and, not like and it's kind of. No, well, it's yeah. I don't know how the co-op would work if it does, because like, it is three on three. So maybe you could pass it to each of your teammates. Okay. I don't know, but but I mean, it, it does seem like it could be fun because the flying mechanics are kind are are interesting. So if you're able to kind of you know, I don't know, use shortcuts and stuff to get to the to the carcass faster, and then you know, kind of cut other players off to try to take it from them or whatever. It seems like it would be fun. It's just, I don't really, I, I try not to read about, you know, other people's experience and try to play it on my own. So I, I, I just was having trouble connecting. So that was, that was the extent of my playtime with it was just basically flying around the map by myself with this supposed player with me, uh, that I never saw. (laughs) And then I, I just went and collected the carcass and brought it back to my, my nest two or three times and okay, okay, I get it. And then, you know, so I'm going to have to try again when, 
you know, hopefully more people are online to see how that goes. But cool, cool. Well, I'll uh, I'll I'll check that out. I, I'm kind of wary of stuff that still uses controllers. Like I really love using the the Vive controllers when I can. Yeah. So I uh, will we'll we'll see. Um, yeah, yeah. It, no, it sounds I, cool. I mean, Maybe I'll just come try it at your place first before. Yeah. Uh, before no, it's grabbing it. It's yeah, it's neat. But like me personally, I mean, it could be worth forty bucks if you're really gonna put the time into it. Um, but if you're not super excited about the game already, I'd say just kind of hold out, you know, keep track of it. And if it goes on sale, um, you know, definitely, it's definitely worth, you know, it's definitely worth the money if you like the, that type of experience. Yeah, okay. If you're not sure, just wait for it to go on sale. And that, you know, if it was 50% off or something, if it was like 20 bucks, I'd say, oh, for sure, go for it. Just the, the you know production values mm-hmm. alone and just it, it is a kind of an uh a unique experience so it's it's cool on that front so gotcha cool cool man well um the, my game is is definitely not as in-depth as that but uh i covered or not i don't, I don't want to say i covered i uh i played the price of freedom and it's a it's a free experience um surprisingly because it's it's actually very well polished and there's only about maybe 20 minutes of gameplay max. But I think what's really cool about it is somebody went in and developed a solid storyline. And uh, <laughs> the, the gameplay is its very much puzzle-solving, escape-the-room type of gameplay. Um, but in terms of, like, lack of interactiveness, like, there's no teleporting around. Like, you, you kind of are just placed in the different environments that you're supposed to be in. And then they, you know... Yeah, they kind of or they they just appear around you, but there's several different environments, and you follow this story. You know, you're you're an undercover um, assassin trying to take out somebody who has been leaking documents for for the U.S. government. And so, I, I mean, I don't I don't want to get too far into it because the storyline is like the best best part of it, and mm-hmm. and so, but it's just. It's really cool. Like it kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, one another thing that I saw on Reddit, or another game that I saw on Reddit that I thought that I thought was worth checking out, just because it it had such positive reviews. And I mean, the only it's it's funny because like the only negative reviews people give it, and like they even put this caveat because it's not a negative review. It's it's like I just wish it was longer. It's like, but yeah, the, it's it's so short, but it's free that I can't give it a negative review. It's just really cool. Um, That's and, really cool. So, you know, I, I don't know, I, I'd love to get those guys on the show just to figure out how, or just to, you know, find out how the, um, j- just how the development for it worked, because mm-hmm. even if they're short, like 20 minute experiences like that, if it's free or even, you know, uh, I guess on a, on a cheaper level, like those experiences are really cool. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, the, the replay value is actually not for yourself, but being able to show it to someone else because it's in about 15 to 20 minutes, somebody yeah. can go through that game. And, uh, you know, we, I, I had a friend over who was, who was staying over and she, you know, she had played all of the kind of arcadey stuff that we had and all the stuff that we usually show at a, um, you know, at like a regular Vive party or whatever you call those. And the thing is like, she was the only one here. So I was like, okay, well, why don't, why don't I show you some more in-depth stuff? So I showed her, well, I showed her the Vertigo demo, which was mm-hmm. cool. But then I also mm-hmm. showed her this one, and she really liked it. And um, hmm. she's like, this is... Oh, sorry. I showed her Budget Cuts, Vertigo, and this one. And okay. so, yeah, I mean, as soon as she started playing those, and again, like, these are these are shorter, you know, 15 to 20-minute experiences, but they can, you know, they're still bite size, but mm-hmm. you know, they can still be consumed, and they're much more in-depth than just playing 
you know, I, I don't want to call out any other games by by name, but you know, stuff stuff that just has a more arcadey feel to it. Let's just say, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I'll, I'll call out the lab because I love the lab, but the lab is designed to be a set of mini games. You know, you can only mm-hmm, play mm-hmm. Uh, longbow or, or the other, the other things in there for so long mm-hmm. um, before you want to move on to something else. Yeah. And, and so, you know what I mean? And um, so I, no, I just, that makes I, a lot of sense. Yeah. So I, I like it in that aspect because it, there is a, a complete sense to it. Um, mm-hmm. It follows a, a solid storyline. And I want to say it puts you in, three to four or maybe four to five different environments total. Um, and and I, I mean, the puzzles aren't overly difficult to solve, but you know, you have full interactiveness with the environment and act, you have to like find tools to be able to um, solve different. Uh, okay. I'm not even going to get into it, but like you, you have full interactiveness with the environment, which is something, you know, akin to the gallery or budget cuts in terms of uh, interactiveness, where <laughs> everything is kind of like at your disposal, even stuff that you can't use, and mm-hmm. that actually that actually just again adds to the whole immersion. A- yeah, aspect no, of it. I, yeah, that makes it that makes a big difference for me. I know in games I've played is is being able to feel like you can kind of mess around with anything, and because then when you do mess around with something you're supposed to be messing around with, it feels like it's an actual you know, real interaction rather than mm-hmm. something that was just placed there just for you or. Yeah, exactly. So, so no, that sounds really cool. And I, and I hear you a hundred percent on, there's something to being able to play something, um, and, and feel like you actually finished it and experience something and you can kind of wrap your head. Like you said, like you, you go away from a game like the lab and it, I love the lab. Don't get me wrong, but it's kind of like a never ending. You feel like, Oh, that was awesome. And, you know, but you can always, you always feel like there's something more like you can only play it so long because to an extent you don't really have a real end goal to it. Whereas if you have, if you have something like that, at least you like a short 15 minute experience while it might be short also feels like, you know, you, you walk away if you enjoyed your experience, very satisfied. And I think, I think having something like a 15 minute experience is perfect for showing people because uh, because they're able to go from beginning to end and really like understand what it was about that experience that is cool. So yeah, and I mean, if you have a smaller group, like uh, I think it's still fun, like for for other people to be able to watch what's happening. You know, you don't. It doesn't have to need to necessarily be just showing one person at, at a time. Because once you go through the storyline, then obviously, like the uh, you know the most important or the most essential part uh, is is essentially spoiled for everyone else. But I think yeah. maybe even having others to help you solve and go through it would be cool too. Cause like, you know, when, when my friend was going over it, it was like, you know, anytime she gets stuck, I'd be like, Oh, well, you're getting hotter. You're getting colder. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it's, it's really cool. <clears throat> Excuse me. It, it's really cool and it's free. So I, I just want to recommend it for everyone out there. Like if you have a vibe or I, th- I think it's available for Oculus touch. I, I don't want to, I'm not sure, but if you if you sure. have a vibe for sure, it's available and um, it's it's definitely worth checking out. And I think even if you just play it once, it's it's cool. It's I, I think again, it highlights the best parts of the vibe and the best features of the vibe in terms of Very full cool. room scale and full uh, you know full interactiveness. Um, oh, that- on on uh, real quick on that, just because I didn't mention it when I was talking about uh, Eagle Flight, for any Oculus users that might be listening to our podcast. Uh, it is available on Oculus. Uh, however, you have to buy it 
in the Oculus Store. So if you buy it, if you buy it in Steam, uh, it won't work with the Oculus apparently, from what I read. So interesting. So you have, yeah. So anyway, you have to buy it in one or the other, depending. I just wanted to put that out there in case we have any Oculus users. <laughs> there's there's some real Cold War stuff going, isn't there? On, on <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, cool. Well, let's wrap this one up here. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else you got? No, that's that's pretty much okay. it. Just uh, yeah, cool. looking wanna... forward to playing it some more. And now I'm really looking forward to to, to playing uh, what you were recommending as well. Because yeah, give it a I, try. Yeah, no, I, I definitely will. Because it's like you said, it's if it's free. In my experience, it's best to try as many free titles as you can, especially when something, you know, really hits the spot for you. Like, not everyone's going to love every single VR experience the same way as someone else. But when you find something that you're like, oh, this is, I know exactly where I'd want to fit this in uh, when showing someone, you know, like when mm-hmm. demoing. Like, my brother actually is going to be coming into town next weekend for the first time in a while, like, to play the to play the Vive. Yeah, yeah. So, so that sounds like something cool to look into because uh, I know he'll be looking for those types of experiences. So, yeah, and I mean, it, it, like I said, it kind of opened my eyes to being able to show people, um, you know, more experiences like this. You know, when, whenever you have people over to try VR or the Vive, like I, I've I've stayed pretty close to zombie shooters or wave based shooters, type, things like that, um, mm-hmm. or you know, the lab. But I think this is this is a nice addition, and I guess like now even more so since we're talking about it, like the budget cuts demo, and hopefully the the full game for that is released soon. And Vertigo mm-hmm. is actually what I'm going to focus on next, uh, the full game for that. But um, yeah, I mean, just being able to show cool experiences like this, I think the replay value, and I, I, not that there needs to be any replay value for a free free title, but um, mm-hmm. I think it's just cool because there's there's a great sense of um, great sense of everything and the polish is great in there too. I, I don't know where my thought was going, but the, the polish is fantastic in the game. You know, there's great narration, great storyline, great storytelling. Very, very cool. Awesome. Well guys, we hope you have a fantastic weekend. We will be back on Monday with some Vive and VR news. And I know there was some really interesting stuff that happened, especially with CES uh, going on right now. So we'll make sure that we cover that. We'll digest it. And, um, yeah, go over it on Monday. So we are on iTunes, Stitcher, on YouTube. Please make sure, I'm sorry, please make sure you subscribe uh, and like, comment, and do all the good stuff. Definitely connect with us. And um, yeah, we, lo- we love having the conversation on YouTube. So everyone who's been commenting there, uh, we do appreciate it and, and hope that uh, we're helping VR kind of reach the next level. We're just trying to do our part in terms of uh, getting this stuff out there. So that being said, we will talk to you guys again very, very soon. Take care. Take care.